Hey guys, welcome to the Next Level Agents Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner and co-host, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast all about getting to the next level. Sometimes we talk to real estate agents, sometimes brokers, sometimes people just in and around our space, and sometimes just entrepreneurs in general. But our point here is to talk to the brightest and the best and to pull gold nuggets out of them and bring them to you so that way you can take little actionable pieces of advice, sometimes big actionable pieces of advice and make your business even better and help you get to the next level. Do me a favor, if you haven't already, go over to ratethispodcast.com, ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA, stands for Next Level Agents, and please leave us a five-star review if you have not already. All right, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. All right, guys, we're back on the Next Level Agents podcast, and I'm excited today. We are joined by, in at least in my view, like the number one authority when it comes to luxury real estate in the United States, Mr. Michael Lafido. Michael, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing excellent. I appreciate you having me on. I'm I'm glad to I'm glad we finally got the chance to line up our schedules. I think it took a little bit of a few assistants jumping in to help us uh, get it online. Uh, you know, you've got a lot going on. I've definitely have had not the easiest schedule the last few months. So I'm just excited to be here with you. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you so much. You got it. So Michael, let's start here. Um, I, I for sure want to talk about luxury real estate. I, I'd, I'd be missing a huge opportunity if I didn't do that with you today. But before we do that, can you just, for the audience that maybe doesn't know you yet, give us a little, uh, history on, on how you got into real estate to begin with. And then I want to talk about what made you decide to focus on luxury? And then I'm going to kind of dig into maybe some of the how-tos from there. Yeah, yeah, no problem, Kevin. Uh, so I uh, was a part-time real estate agent, full-time high school PE teacher, full, uh, football coach, got my real estate license, looked at it as if I could sell a couple homes a year, that's great. And then uh, got some traction and started to make more money selling real estate than uh, than teaching. So stepped away from teaching in 2009, 2010. And uh what wasn't too uh, far after that, that, you know, I started doing some training and speaking because people wanted to know, hey, when you were part time, you were crushing it. How were you doing it? And uh, and so I, I launched my speaking training career to a Women's Council of Realtors uh, chapter. And um, then it wasn't too after too, too far after that, that uh, we created a course called the Ultimate Listing Blueprint. It was a box of DVDs and CDs and uh, there was a gentleman in Florida who had purchased it, and I had a module that talked about how I get 8% listings in a 5% market. And long story short, he worked uh, with ERA franchise systems and said, hey, I, I want you to work with uh, one of the top luxury agents in the country within ERA. And uh, so I started working with her, and we, we we made the shift over to luxury, if you will. That's awesome. You know, what's um, the part of your story that really stands out to me is, you started part-time, you had a full-time job, you know, in your case, teacher and, and football coach. And it's so hard to get started in real estate, even if you're full-time from the jump. How did, how do you think you got going? And if you were, and maybe you are for all I know, if you were mentoring or advising somebody today who wants to really be in real estate and going full-time right out the gate just isn't an option for them, what would you say to that person? Well, if going full-time isn't an option for them, you know, the benefit, the way I looked at it is I had a base salary coming in. And so I could throw, you know, some extra money towards coaching and, and maybe some marketing because 
you know, I, I had I had a base coming in, right? So I think that from that standpoint, as long as somebody that's looking to do it part-time or they are part-time, if they have some flexibilities in the nights and the weekends, you know, that's when a lot of homes are shown and when a lot of appointments are because many times those sellers interviewing an agent to sell their home, they're doing it after their business hours. So there are some benefits to having a base income. Uh, you know, of course, the downside of it is, you know, you, you miss out on networking, you miss out on opportunities, you miss out on potential showings or listing appointments when they aren't flexible. Um, and just like anything else, I tell people, you know, at some point, if you are part time, at some point, it might be a dollar amount, might be after you get a certain number of listings. At some point, you'll maybe want to focus more on on full time or maybe bring on an assistant or both. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good advice. I um, I'm curious as you have you know built your career now over the years and really found your niche on the luxury side of things. What's been um. What's the biggest thing I would say that maybe whether it was a lesson for you or maybe just kind of maybe a more common lesson for people as they start to get more into luxury that maybe they didn't expect compared to, I'll call it residential real estate as a whole. What, what were those yeah. for you? What were those lessons? Well, I, I, I wish somebody would have had this conversation with me in 2000 when I got my license, Kevin, but you know, uh, working smarter, not harder. You don't have to wait 10 years. You know, you don't have to wait till you have gray hairs, you know, before you go into those upper price points. Right. And so uh, there, that's a limiting belief. And, and many times that's what fellow colleagues will tell you because they don't want more competition. Right. So, uh, you know, you don't have to be licensed X amount of years. You don't have to live in that zip code or a gated community or live in a mansion to sell mansions. You know, you don't have to have a Maserati or a Ferrari or Lamborghini. You know, you don't have to be with, you know, the, the number one luxury brand or a luxury brokerage. Um, those are all false, false, false. And so, uh, you know, that's one of the things that, that we do to help agents, you know, break down those barriers uh, from the mindset to developing systems and, and, and giving them the blueprint, so to speak, you know, to elevate uh, and go after those upper price points in their given markets. You know, I did a training for a guy, maybe you know this gentleman by the name of Matt Fagioli. Matt used to run these trainings called Explode Conferences across yeah. the country. And I did one for him. Uh, I spoke at one of his events uh, outside of Indianapolis in a town called Kokomo, Indiana. And I'm based in Chicagoland and I drove to the event. It was less than two hours away. And I had an agent come up to me after my training on how to break into and sell high-end and luxury homes. And she said, your your session was the number one session I wanted to attend. However, I was hesitant because we don't have million-dollar homes in this part of Indiana. But Mike, based on your definition, I know the, the difference now. So many people uh, think you know million dollars is the default definition of luxury home, Kevin, and that's just not the the case. You know, million dollars won't get you much in Silicon Valley, but five hundred thousand will get you a ton in Kokomo, Indiana. So it's really all relative. So, you know, many brokerages has have taken our definition of the price points and applied them for their to to their luxury division, and um, so we define a luxury home as a home that's three times the average sale price for their given market. So 80,000 times three, 240. 
right? If the average sale price in Silicon Valley is 2 million, well, 2 million times three, 6 million, you know, would be the average sale price in that example. So it's all relative. Luxury isn't just in, you know, the big pockets, the big cities, but it's all over the United States, all over the world, really. That's great perspective. And, you know, I'd never heard that before. One, one that I'd heard, I'm curious what your thoughts are, is it's, I'd also heard it's not necessarily a certain dollar mark, but it's the top 10% of the listings in your market. So if, you know, 90% so, listings are below that line, those are not luxury and the, and the top 10% is, is that at all accurate in your opinion? Yeah, it, it's not not accurate. It's just most human beings, let alone real estate agents, are ter terrible at math. Yes. And I and ha having them figure out top 10%, 90%, like they're like still trying to figure out what weighs up and which weighs down. So three times the average sale price, you know, it, it is a simple mathematical formula. You can find out the average sale price in your given market really three ways. It, simply, you know, a title company, MLS or your real estate board, they should be able to have those. And you can find that pretty easily. And you take the calculator out times three, and that's close to a baseline to use, right? I just, so I know Keller Williams and some others used to talk about 10%, 5%. Um, I just feel like the 3X is, is, is a little bit easier. We define a high-end home or a high-end property as two times the average sale price, right? So, you know, a, a high-end property is different for single family homes, which is different than condos in a given community, depending on if you're in a high rise community like, you know, LA or New York or Chicago or Miami. So it's really relative to the property type we're talking about. And then the highest price point is what we call ultra luxury or uber luxury. And that's 10 times the average sale price, right? So in, in, in Kokomo, Indiana, 80 times 10 or 800 grand and above would be ultra luxury. So, you know, most big cities have ultra luxury, very small rural areas probably don't have much ultra luxury. So that's the fifth bucket. And then the, fir the first lowest price point is what we call entry level or starter price points. And so Kevin, most agents focus on entry and average, which is fine. When we take them through our course, we challenge them to go after, you know, bucket three, which is which is high end bucket four, which is luxury and bucket five, which is ultra luxury. And so we teach them where to find them, how to approach them, you know, best marketing practices. You know, we, uh, we have our, I guess, flagship book, which has been out for six years now. It's called, it's on Amazon, uh, luxury listing specialist. And our next book, uh, which we have some pretty good contributors. I have Elena Cardone. I got Tristan Ahumada. I have Julie Foppel, who founded Realm Network. And that's going to be called uh, Secrets of Top Luxury Agents. That's going to be coming out end of October. So let me ask you. I, so you just said something that really caught my attention with the, with the luxury and the ultra luxury definitions. When I think of ultra luxury, I think, truthfully, I think New York. I think Miami. Um but I know it's in LA and Chicago, and I guess by definition, it's it's everywhere. Um, it, is it possible for someone to build a business really just around ultra luxury, or is that just a part of a luxury business? You you, you absolutely could be ultra luxury. You know, I mean, I I know some agents in some of the markets you referenced, and and that's all they do. And so I'm I'm based in the Chicagoland market, and that's probably a perception of myself. However, we work with all price points. I have a seventeen thousand dollar vacant lot in Chicago, and I can't give it away, literally. So, but I have a team member that really focuses on that, right? So, when you build a team, Kevin, 
You can delegate buyers, you can delegate lower price points, you can delegate rentals, whatever you'd like. So, you know, if you want to become a luxury specialist, you know, as an agent, you want to have different specialists within your group or your organization, right? So I very rarely will work with buyers unless, you know, they're repeat clients or they're luxury or ultra luxury. And um, and on listing appointments, I have team members going on a whole lot more than than I'm going on. So it's just like anything else. We call that scalability, right? So, you know, you can be a generalist. Generalists get paid. Specialists get wealthy. That's why we called our course Luxury Listing Specialist versus Luxury Generalist. So uh, getting back to your point, you know, if you're an agent and you focus on luxury, you can delegate other price points and take a referral fee. Even if you don't have a team, you can refer it out. Uh, how I run my team is some of my team members get the credit under their name. Some of the referrals go under my name. It really kind of depends on where the lead source is or not. That's amazing. I, I like appreciate that uh, that insight. You know, one of the things that also I want to talk about, and I n- almost never mention um, brokerages or brands on this podcast unless it comes up naturally, but I want to ask you because I would I think it's fair to say EXP is not known in the industry as a luxury brand, right? Um, and here you are. When I th- literally, when I think luxury, and I know a lot of other agents do, that your name is the first thing that first one that comes to mind. Yet, I think I heard you say brokerage doesn't matter. And but I, I the luxury agents I know really insist that it does. Can you sure. help me sort of make sense of that? Yeah. No, that's that's a good uh, that's a good. So at the end of the day, people that know Kevin, like Kevin and trust Kevin, they meaning you, they don't care who you're with. People that know me, like me and trust me, they don't care if I'm with Keller Williams, Cobalt Banker, XYZ, EXP, Boutique, right? It's the it's the listing appointment or the buyer consult where they don't really know you become if you come referred, that's great. But if it's a prospect, if it's an online lead and they really don't know you, does a brand, does a brokerage definitely help? It's, it, it certainly doesn't hurt you, right? But but most of the upper price points, I call it the circle of trust, like Robert De Niro and Meet the Parents. When you're going in those upper price points, particularly in all price points, but particularly those upper price points, you know, it's it's a close knit, it's a referral based only. And they're not, you know, responding to a, you know, a yellow pages ad, right? They're typically, you know, going to take recommendations uh, of similar uh, friends that have similar type of properties, drive similar type of cars, go to the similar private school, belong to the similar country club. So uh, there's exceptions to the rule. So I'll never forget, I was uh, interviewing for a $3 million listing. I was up against a Chicago agent who does a lot more volume you know, he's a multimillionaire. He invested in a bunch of stocks with marijuana and everything else. And he hit it big and he's got a lot more marketing budget than most agents because of it. Uh, And he just sold a two and a half million dollar home, half a mile down the road from this listing appointment. Uh, He interviewed another younger agent, but really liked her. And then my name was given late. So I was almost just, all right, fine, we'll interview, but we're almost done with the process, but I'll give you a shot. And he flat out asked me, you know, during the presentation, he did his due diligence that hey, I looked up some of your recommendations, looked up your your online reviews, et cetera. Hey, I noticed you don't have a whole lot about your company online. And I've always been of the impression, Kevin, that my brokerage is powered by me. In other words, I'm not powered by my brokerage, but my brokerage is powered by me, you know. And so 
you know, that was the, the key takeaway from that. And, and at the end of the day, he ended up hiring me over, uh, you know, larger firms, larger brokerages, because like and trust is important and credibility and having a track record. Now, the one benefit, if you are a newer agent and you haven't sold luxury, you can you can leverage your luxury division or you can leverage the brand if they're known for luxury. It's that credibility, you know. Uh, you're within an organization that is respected. So you've been trained properly. You have those tools and resources, even if that's not the case, some of those assumptions are made more. So if you don't have a track record and your brokerage isn't really known for selling luxury either, uh, it's a little bit more of an uphill battle for sure. That's uh, that's great insight. Thank you. Um, I want to go backwards for a second, you know, starting out and having the background in teaching and, and coaching football, how do you think that's helped you in your real estate career? I think it's helped me tremendously uh, as an agent, uh, you know, good listening skills, having good visuals, uh, you know, going on a listing appointment and not just talking, talking, but listening, asking good questions. You know, having having strong visuals is important, having a track record. I'm a huge disc personality, uh, you know, knowing that people learn differently, um, they remember differently. Part of the experience, are they, you know, keep it simple. Are they left brain or right brain? Left brain are linear thinkers, spreadsheet analytics, right brain are emotion people, right? So, you know, keep it simple um, and, and have a mixed presentation. You, you don't have a one size fits all. You got to be able to adapt. Um, I'll never forget. I was uh, owned an exit realty franchise with a business partner and we were recruiting an agent and my business partner was you know, just really rough on the guy on the interview because he was asking some questions. And my, Mike, who was my business partner, was just like bottom, bottom line it to the guy and was just straight shoot, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, Mike, you got to pick up on it, man. Like he, he, he was more left brain analytical, skeptical by nature. You got to slow down and communicate with them the way they want to be communicated to. So I think as an educator, I'm more sensitive, former educator, I'm more sensitive to that. And, um, yeah. I mean, sometimes we, we psych ourselves out too, Kevin, you know, I, I'm a, I don't watch a ton of movies, but I love inspirational movies. And growing up, one of those was Hoosiers with Gene Hackman. It's about an Indiana small basketball team from small town America. And they, they made it to the stage championship and they were playing in this huge stadium. And Gene Hackman brought out the tape measure and, and the basket was 10 feet guys, just like every other stadium we played in all year. And so sometimes we can psych ourselves up, you know, um, one of my mentors, Dan Kennedy, once says, you know, millionaires put their pant legs on one leg at a time. You know, when they come home, the dog poops on their carpeting, just like it does for you and I. And so sometimes we can overthink it. Right. And we and that's what I don't want to happen to your listeners. I had I was at a Inman conference in New York and and one of the guys from Box Brown, he said, hey, Michael, I want to introduce you to this top agent from Atlanta. And, and and he's like, oh, Michael coaches and trains and he's Mr. Luxury. And she goes, man, I wish I would have met you a couple months ago. She goes, I've had an opportunity to go on a $10 million listing appointment for a PGA golfer's home. And I didn't go. I didn't accept it. And I'm like, why? She, and it was the what ifs, right? What if they asked me this? What if, what if, what if, what if? What ifs will keep you on the bench? What ifs won't get you to the batter's box? What ifs? You're worried about what they're going to say if you fail. What if, what if, you know, never, Babe Ruth, never let the fear of striking out get in your way. And so we need opportunities. Real estate, it's all about opportunities. 
more conversations, talking to people at your kids' ball game. I coached my head coach of eighth grade football. I got 19 kids on my team. You know, those are opportunities, you know, bring value to their sons. And who knows, that could be listings, buyers, second opinions down the road. And I'm not cheesy passing out business cards, but I'm likable and bringing value. And that's an opportunity. And that's really what we're in. We're in an opportunity business. And, you know, we're basically in a dating app industry, Kevin, you know, and and we can't be shy. We got to let people know what we do for a living. I say it all the time. Shy real estate agents have skinny kids. You know, you can't be shy in this industry. You got to let people know what you do for a living. Absolutely. You know, and, and I speaking of letting people know what you do for a living, you've been great about kind of taking that teacher background and, and sharing it. You mentioned one of your books recently and and uh, just a few minutes ago as well. It's another one coming out where for, for those agents who are listening, they go, you know what, this makes sense. I want to learn more about luxury. I really want to dive in. Where's the best place for them to go learn about kind of what you're putting on, whether it's a a live event or a course or or anything like that. Where's the place for people to kind of find your your information and your your teachings online? Yeah, so um, on our main website, which is just luxurylistingspecialist.com, at the top there'll be drop downs, right? And so if you look at the resources tab, you'll see our blog. We just uh, we just released our 254th podcast as well. So we have our blog, we have our podcast, um, and our YouTube channel as well, right? So if you go to YouTube. Uh, we're under luxury listing specialist, a lot of educational videos, a lot of podcasts. Uh, again, I put so much free content out there like you, Kevin, you know, we just launched one-on-one coaching formally for the first time, but I'm a big believer that if you lead with a giving hand, that when people are ready, they'll, they'll reach out, they'll raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to be coached, but it's not bait and switch. It's not a little teaser and then, you know, hardcore selling, that's not my philosophy. That's also not my philosophy on a listing appointment. I do believe agents should go first, set the bar high. Uh, some coaches say go last and bring the appointment. and But I, I go first and set the bar high. And, and many times they cancel appointment two or three, right? That's always my, by the way, that's always my favorite way to go. When I learned how to actually take listings, I went from wanting to go last to wanting to go first because my favorite call was actually to the other two agents to let them yeah. know their appointment had been canceled. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, you're not, you're, you're not guaranteed that that appointment if you go last, right? Yeah. Not if there's a good one in front of me anyways. Oh. Well, Michael, I appreciate it. We're going to put those links in the show notes. I'll put a link to the book as well as a link to your website. That's got all those free resources because you and I could probably talk for two or three more hours at minimum about things to learn about when it comes to learning about luxury and hearing your story. And um, so we'll make sure that all those links get into the, sh into the show notes. Any last uh, parting words? Yeah. Yeah. Fi final word, you know, we're all, you know, I say many, but many of us are looking that was easy. for that easy button. You know, there's no easy button to break into luxury, Kevin. However, I'm a big believer that when agents grow their knowledge, their confidence will grow. So continue to dive in, whether it be podcasts, reading books, you know, observing somebody in your office or on your team on how they're doing it. And if you're more confident, you'll step out of your comfort zone. If you're more confident, you go on that listing appointment and that price point you've never sold. So grow your knowledge and your confidence will grow. I love that. That's a great message. And uh, with that, we're going to sign off for the week. I thank you guys for listening again. Uh, check out the links there in the show notes, guys. Go learn if if, if luxury is 
even sort of an interest to you, I can assure you, Michael is Michael is the authority, the place to start when it comes to learning and uh, bringing on that part to your business. So, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're looking for even more valuable content and resources to help you grow your business, then we invite you to join our community, Next Level Agents at EXP Realty. By joining us, you'll gain access to exclusive benefits like live trainings, events, masterminds, weekly Zooms, digital downloads, and so much more, all designed to help you grow your business. To learn more and become a part of our community, simply visit kevinandfred.com forward slash contact and get in touch with us today. Of course, if you're not quite ready to take the plunge and join our community, that's no problem at all. You can still access all of our great content for free right here on this podcast. And again, we thank you for listening. We look forward to continuing to bring you valuable insights and more advice in the future.